The following podcast is a Dear Media production. What sunscreen do I use on Zaza? This is something that I really researched. I wanted something that was vegan, paraben-free, and gluten-free, and that is Sunbum. You've seen this everywhere. It is very, very famous for being an amazing sunscreen brand. I especially like it for babies and kids. So they have like sun care, skin care, hair care, lip care, and baby SPF. I am personally a huge fan of putting those bathing suits on Zaza that have sun protection in them. And then I also like to do sunscreen and a hat on her. Their baby bum sunscreen is for sensitive skin and they're very much about the best ingredients. So it's for delicate, sensitive skin. There's no synthetic fragrances. There's no sulfates. There's none of that shit in the sunscreen. The one that I like is fragrance-free. I wanted to get her the mineral lotion. So they have an SPF 50. It's absolutely incredible. I think you guys will love it. If you're a mom like me who cares about sun protection, I feel like you will love Sunbum. Their motto is to trust the bum. They're a trusted brand and an educational resource. They have an incredible community too. I am all about getting the fuck out of the sun. So if you're looking for a sunscreen, especially to put on your baby or toddler, you have to check them out. Use one-time code SKINNY at checkout for 15% off your purchase at sunbum.com. This ends December 31st, 2022. And like I said, the product you want to check out is the Baby Bum. It's fragrance-free. It's SPF 50. It's mineral. It's all the things. Use one-time code SKINNY at checkout for 15% off your purchase at sunbum.com. This ends December 31st, 2022. And like I said, the product you want to check out is the Baby Bum. It's fragrance-free. It's SPF 50. It's mineral. It's all the things. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha! It was the beginning of like followers because when Twitter launched, I was the one in ABC going, guys, everybody get on Twitter. I didn't understand what social media was, but I was like, this is what's going to happen because soap opera fans are following me. Like, as soon as you know it, this is going to be how they quantify how much they write for us. Every episode they write for you, the more you get paid. Hello, Denise Bossy is on the Skinny Confidential Him and Her Show today. This episode, of course, goes all over the place. We talk about all different kinds of things. So get ready. Denise Bossy is a fashion model and actress. She's known for some major roles on All My Children and on Single Ladies, but she's also an influencer, a clean beauty influencer to be specific. She's an influencer, a mom, the founder of Made, a beauty enthusiast, and a self-care prioritizer. She's also absolutely beautiful and has tons Tons of amazing tips and tricks. Like I said, in this episode, we talk about natural birth, her upbringing, Ford models. She was a huge, huge model. She's absolutely stunning. We talk about skincare, beauty tips, all the things. I think you're really going to like this episode. It really is a bag of checks mix. On that note, let's welcome Denise to the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. When did you know that you wanted to be a model. Did someone come up to you at a gas station or was it something that you came to your parents and said, I want to be a model? It was not me. It was constant, like being poached on the street. And I didn't even understand it. I was so young. This was even before I actually started. I was so little that I I just didn't understand why 
you know, I grew up in New York, Brooklyn, on the subway kind of thing. And people would come up to me and my mom and be like, is she wearing contacts? Yeah. And I didn't know what contacts were. I don't even think anybody that I knew could afford contacts. But I would literally, literally people would be like, look up, look down to the left, to the right. We had a family friend who was adamant and I had done everything. I, you know, did ballet for a week. I, you know, piano. I just kept on and kept on and didn't find anything that I really, that really stuck. And my mom was like, do you want to try this? And I was like, well, what does that mean? And she's like, oh, you know how you like read YM and Seventeen Magazine and you'd be one of those girls. And I was like, "Mm." she's like, you might have to miss school. I was like, okay, cool. Let's try it. (laughs) And it just kind of took off from there. I did a test shoot. I met with um, three agencies at the time. Uh, I don't remember the smaller one, but Wilhelmina and Ford were the two big ones. Wilhelmina was like, she's gorgeous. That's so kind of them to say, but we don't know what to do with her because they had at the time like an all blonde, blue eyed board. And and maybe maybe that one really dark skinned black girl that they kind of the you know, had to have, but they didn't really know how to manage people of color at the time. And there wasn't that much diversity. It was just kind of starting to pop. Ford called, picked up the phone and actually called and said, we want to sign her. And my mom was like, oh my God, do you know what Ford is? And, you know, it was Oprah days where Cindy and Claudia would go on Oprah and like tell their story. And my mom was, I think, in a little bit of disbelief. And I was like, I don't know what any of this means, but everyone seems pretty happy. And excited. So we went in, we met with Ford. My mom set down like some really basic rules. My kid will do it when she wants to. If she doesn't want to, she won't. How old were you again? 12. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She can miss a certain amount of school. If she falls off, that won't, you know, we'll have to, we'll have to stop. She can eat whatever she wants, no restrictions. So my mom was really on it. I think she really had an understanding from kind of watching those Oprah Winfrey, Phil, you know, Donnie shows. She knew how to protect you. She knew how to protect me. And I grew up on set. Did you meet Eileen Ford? I did. Eileen Vib several times. She personally signed me. She, I have heard, is fabulous. Fabulous. And her daughter was fabulous. And I grew up uh, eventually after, you know, she moved on working with Katie. And they were fantastic. And my booker, Andrea, is still a friend of mine to this day, even though she has nothing to do with the business. They really protected me really well and protected the girls at the time well. And then we all kind of branched off and went other places. People ask you that you had contacts because your, your eyes are very unique. What are they? Are they blue or green? Or is it like a little, it's like a they bulb ca- they, they change according, yeah, to, my, watch, according yeah. to my husband. When I'm angry, they get dark. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't look at myself when I'm angry. He might be right. You better watch out. Um, he better watch out. Let me ask you this. Would you put your kids in modeling after your experience? Good question. So I love what we have today. Yeah. You know, I look at what we do and I can share my child and she's at seven years old now and she can choose when she wants to be a part of something and she semi understands. So, hey, Lennox May, um, American Girl Doll wants to send over some stuff, but you know, it's kind of a job for mom. So I'll do all this stuff that you can't do, but do you want to be in the pictures playing with the dolls? And she'll say yes or no. She'll say yes right away. Of course. So she's a ham. So she's like, what? After they send me four boxes last time, of course. Now we have to think about, okay, what day do we kind of take the photos? What day feels good for her? What day isn't too much? You know, I know that Wednesdays are her pack days, so we won't do that. And she gets shoes. And then sometimes I have to call Klein and say, listen, I'm sorry, we're going to be late on this. My daughter's not ready. She doesn't want to do it right now. And, you know, if you want to work with me, you understand that's always family, friends first. 
So you learned through your mom and your experience how to put parameters and boundaries around your own kids. Absolutely. Now, would I send her out on a set? No, I don't think I'd send her out every single day on a set. I think because we have the opportunity to do what we do now, it's not that necessary. Yeah. You know? So when you were young, it sounds like you had a pretty good experience, but there's obviously a dark side to modeling. I mean, first of all, whenever I have to take photos and I'm not a model, but whenever I have to take photos, I dread it. It's a lot of work. You can't even do it, by the way. Michael Bostick literally cannot do it for more than 30 minutes. He's he. In fact, if you go to my Instagram, there's like four photos of us in the entire feed. He can't do it. We've talked about it on this show that I have a a ton of respect for models and people that do this for a living because it is not easy. And anyone thinks it's as simple as just standing in front of a camera, there's lights flashing on you. There's all these people telling you to move. It's, oh my God. You have to pose in different areas that aren't comfortable. You have to worry about the light, the makeup. Everyone's picking you apart. Everyone's touching you. Also, another thing no one talks about too, and you, we can get into this too because you did acting, is like to have all the energy in your face. Like you sit down and it's the makeup and the hair and the eyebrows and the... And the, and the photographer, it's a lot of energy. It's a lot of energy. And one of the hardest things for me was you have no opinion. Yes. You have no opinion. I don't like that. You feel like a prop. For me, I have naturally curly hair. You can see it wearing out today. And they would burn it, straighten it to the point of like, this is damaging my hair. Please don't glue in extensions. I mean, you know, it's the 90s. They were gluing things into my hair. And I was going home like, didn't have the stuff to take it out and I'd start (laughs) ripping my hair out. The hardest part for me was always that you just weren't allowed to have an opinion. And that's kind of when I started to look at acting more seriously and say, well, at least you can help craft who this character is and you can give this character quirks and you can bring parts of you and parts of, you know, some imaginary version of you. And that was fun. And then when I transitioned out of that into the digital space was my best this was my best because I get to tell my narrative. I get control to control everything. Yeah, I get to still have, you know, everything for me growing up when I, I learned that this was an opportunity to have a platform, which we didn't call a platform at the time, right? But like to have a voice, to encourage people to do things and for people to pay attention to what you had to say. And you could use that in a positive way. And that for me has always kind of been my calling. And so I was like, okay, this is why you know, these things have kind of fell in my lap because this is going to give me the opportunity to help change people or inspire people, whether it was what beauty product they were going to wear or whether it was, you know, ask your doctors more questions. You actually can have a home birth or, you know, you can you can do this without taking antibiotics. And when I got into the digital space, I was like, oh, wow, now I get to tell my story and influence in a way that feels very true to me. Because you were so young, you started at 12. Did you see the dark sides of eating disorders, drugs, all these things that we hear about all the time? Or was was that not even in your ether? I definitely saw it. But, you know, I always tell my mom. So I left. I think I was 25 when my mom I was sitting on the stoop waiting for a taxi to go back to the airport at my mom's house. And she goes, do you have any cash on you? I was like, uh, probably not. I have my ATM card. She's like, you always have to cash on you, D." gives me Dino. My family calls me Dino because I'm part Greek. Gives me $50 in cash. And she goes, I think you're going to be okay. And I was like, mom, I've been on my own for almost a decade. I'm definitely going to be okay. And mm-hmm. she's like, just I worry. And I go, you know, your fa- the foundation you've given me is always there. So no matter what, 
I've come close to the fire. I did, you know, hung out in bad neighborhoods, maybe tried some stuff, maybe made bad decisions, but I never, never like went all into anything. I always had my mom. My mom was a single mom and she gave up her, I don't cry, she gave up her entire life for me. And I carry that with me, not in a way of guilt, but a way of pride. And I carry it with me and I pass it to my kids and I make sure that that's part of our family today, to this day, every day. So you're acknowledging the sacrifices she made and making sure that they're worth their worth. Yeah, absolutely. A single mom of how many? Just me. Okay. Thank God. I, I mean, I, I have two kids and I have my uh, partner who's fantastic. And I don't, I don't I know can't how. even imagine. That's how I feel too. Like it's, it's 50, I can't imagine being with someone that's not 50-50. Like I just don't, I don't understand it. And then, and I do have two brothers from my mom's second marriage, but where I don't even consider my stepdad, my stepdad, like that's my dad. My brothers are my brothers. Yeah. So you left your home at 15. Yeah. Right before 16. Yeah. Did you move into your own apartment? I did. What was that like? And why did you decide to do that? So the flip side of that was that my mom was really protective. She wanted, my mom had me very young and she wanted to be sure that I didn't go out and make those mistakes or what could be seen as a mistake you know, there was a lot of rules and I had been working at 15, three years and I'd been making a lot of money. And I was, you know, in Soho shooting in studios and going to fabulous dinners and being, in, and I just thought I was grown and I'd kill my daughter, kill her if she ever, <laughs> if she ever tried some shit like this. But I literally, after I had my daughter, two weeks later, called my mom and bawling, crying. I'm so sorry. Isn't that weird once you have a daughter and you're like, oh, you're, you're like, oh my God. What did I put? What did I put? What did I put my mom through? And also, (gasps) that's not fair. You gypped your mom because Michael and I talk about this all the time. We're like, we we have this many years left. That's not fair. She got gypped. So you know what? (laughs) You got it short. You know what? I didn't understand that or have any perspective of that till I met my husband. I'm going to tell you about my protein pancakes. These pancakes are so good. You're going to be obsessed. So what I do is I take four egg whites. I do a tablespoon of coconut oil, and then I do a scoop and a half of protein. I use Rituals Protein. We'll get to that. Then I do cinnamon. I mix it all up. I do a little coconut oil on the pan. It's absolutely delicious. I do some syrup, some crushed berries, a little lemon. Oh my God, you guys got to try it. This is my go-to after a workout, or I'll do Ariel Lore's protein oats. And I'm very specific about my protein. We've talked about this before, but I use Ritual. It's the essential protein and it's delicious because it has 20 grams of protein per serving, which we love. It's kind of like a vanilla flavor, but it's like delicious Madagascar vanilla bean extract. So it doesn't taste fake. It's also vegan, gluten-free, and there's no added shit, no added sugar, no added sugar alcohols, soy-free. That's an important one. You always want to make sure your protein is soy-free and non-GMO. Ready to shake up your protein ritual? Our listeners get 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash skinny. Ritual even offers a money-back guarantee if you're not 100% in love. Visit ritual.com slash skinny today for 10% off your first three months. Our listeners get 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash skinny. Ritual even offers a money-back guarantee if you're not 100% in love. Visit ritual.com slash skinny today for 10% off your first three months. So my husband, unfortunately, sadly lost his mom. I never got to meet her uh, when he was 32. And you can imagine that kind of life shift for him, 
made the relationship of mother and son so much more important. He held on and still holds on to all those beautiful moments. And me and my mom had, you know, friction many times. She's strong. I'm strong. And she raised me to be strong. And she always raised me. Don't depend on no man. Go out there, work, work hard, build things, buy things, get your own things, invest, work. And so that's what I thought I was doing. And that kind of kind of flipped on her, I guess. And flipped on her in what way? Meaning, well, like because left I so much, la- so I was like, so cool. I'm working. I'm making money. Like I can just go out and do. You this. left the nest er- earlier. Earlier. Yep. And we had moments of friction. And when I first met my husband, um, he turned around and he said, "You took like a part of mothering away from her, and you have to realize that." Yeah. I, I mean, I can see what he's saying. You're probably like, oh, come on. Don't say that to me postpartum. Fuck. You're already so, your hormones are so fucked up. So effed up. But I just, I get what she, I get what he's saying. Like there's three more years that she could have had. But at least, but I, I think it worked out for her. But we're super close now. I mean, we've always been super close no matter what. I've always, you know, I always come home for the holidays, no matter where in the world I am. I've, I've missed one, like, sorry, COVID. So two Christmases my entire life. I always come home and I've lived everywhere. I've traveled everywhere. And I'm like, I got to go home for Christmas. I see my family uh, Christmas and almost every Easter. You mentioned tough neighborhoods yeah. in, throughout the conversation. Like, do you mean the neighborhood you grew up in or just no, exposed the neighbor- to tough The neighborhood that I grew up in was pretty good. Neighboring neighborhoods, people that I went to school. There were definitely areas that my mom was like, yeah, you're not allowed to go there. And I definitely still went. And you know, that's where all the hot guys were. So <laughs> why are all the hot guys in tough neighborhoods? I don't know. <laughs> Gives them some kind of grit. All the other guys are too soft. now. Too soft. Yeah. You weren't in a tough neighborhood. Know, you, were, too soft now. you were a hot guy, though. Um, Where'd you grow up? No, we grew up in San Diego. It's a different thing. I was going to tell you, like growing up in New York is a whole different thing. I, I see when we go there now and I see these kids running around on the it's streets. It's, it blows my mind because I start to think I'm like, you, we just don't have that on the West Coast or even here. Really. Like no. people are just out and about. It was cush though, compared to growing up in New York. And everything I feel like in New York is like 10 times harder. Like if you want to go to the grocery store, it's a whole mission. If you, it's not, it's not like in, in the West Coast where we grew up, it was like very like easy and blase. See, it's interesting because I think there's, there's definitely two sides of that. I was actually on the plane coming here talking to a mom um, who's going to, she's, her kids are grown. And there is an aspect in New York where you're outside and you play in the yard or your block and that's how you grow up. And there's some of that is missing here. I do feel like that's a part of childhood that's missing here. Here, my kid goes to school and then afterwards she's got like tennis and the things and the things or the play dates. You're not like just hanging on the block necessarily. However, there is a spontaneity, spontaneity that you're, I can never pronounce that word, that you're missing in the West Coast or at least in LA that you have in New York. Because in New York, so at some point in my life, I lived like up the block from Nobu on Greenwich and whoever twice, three times a week, someone would call and be like, yo, I'm at Nobu. Come down. Let's have some sushi. And be like, oh, gosh, I just got upstairs from a job. And like, Come on. Come on. A couple rolls and like some sake. The next thing you know, I was like at coffee shop at six in the morning. That doesn't happen here because it's like, OK, I'm going to be in Silver Lake on June 3rd. I plan my dinners like a month. My yeah. friend just texted me. She's like, want to go to dinner? I'm like, um, I can do like. Well, that you know, it's so funny. It's like, because everything's so far away and you have to like plan it. I'm like, OK, so I'm going to be on that side of town in four weeks. So let's get something in. And now I'm and now I'm trying to see every single person who lives in Silver 
here's, here's how I think about it. So like we live out here in Texas now, which is a whole different thing. And I feel it's much quieter, much more remote. But when we were in LA, I always felt like even though it is a big city, it never felt like a city to me. Like New York, you feel like a city. Yeah, like you could totally get on, get on the subway, end up who knows where. But in LA, it's like, oh my God, we're in West Hollywood. Wait, you're in Manhattan Beach or you're in, you know, Silver Lake or you're like, you're like, I'm not making the trip. Even yeah, it's, no. like, it's just not going to happen. And so it didn't feel as connected as a city. It just felt like a one big pain in the ass place. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard there too. I mean, they have their challenges, challenges each way. So we have a place in New York and we, you know, we really care about our kids feeling mom side and dad side. So my husband grew up in LA and I grew up in New York. And they need to feel like both those places are their homes. But like when it comes to winter, I don't want anything to do in New York City. Like that, nothing. What, I want to go horrible? there. Oh, you've been there in the winter. No, no, I haven't. No, but Lauren, you, no, 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 we, it's we stay different. away January, February. We stay away. Yeah. No, no, no. It's different when you live there. So in 2017, I guess 2017, my husband was directing a film in New York. So it was like perfect timing. We had just got the keys to our new apartment there in New York. My kid was two. And he's like so stoked. And I'm like, dude, you have no idea what a winter's like. Like, he's like, I've been going there for 25 years before I know. He's I'm like, like, I took the yeah, sleigh yeah, in I'm Central like, Park. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I'm like, dude. <laughs> I went to the Rockefeller lighting of the Christmas tree. Dude, when you have to walk the dog at four in the morning and the, I mean, the wind and the snow oh. and the, it, it's just, it's bananas. And it's you're not like, sitting on Santa's lap at Bergdorf. And I remember, exactly. And I remember like a little girl like walking with my book back. And then, you know, I, I, I didn't want to go to California when I did. I, I was an actress. I got moved for a TV show. I was like, I'm going to go do the show and come back. And then I was like, why would I ever have a full winter ever again? Not necessary. <laughs> Mental note, don't go live there in like, January and February. It's hard. Listen, if you love the cold, there's some people who love, like we have friends. They vacation. They go all the time like to ski and snowboard and all that stuff. Not us. We, we, we're like want to be lizards on a beach. I feel uh, like people that grow up in the cold, my dad grew up in Illinois and he's like, he's done. Done. He's you, done. I've done it. For just use my ice day. roller. If oh you my want God. cold, just use the ice roller. Ice roller is the best. <laughs> the best. So you mentioned that when you started modeling and you said this off air too, it's blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah. Basically. Mm hmm. What what is that like? Were you just like, I'm going to break barriers. I don't give a fuck. Or were you like, oh, this is this is really hard to be surrounded by all these people that look nothing like me. So I think at first I didn't I didn't even really notice. I, I knew that I knew that I wasn't accepted certain places like, OK, Wilhelmina said like they don't understand what to do with you while they think you're Which beautiful, but like they don't know how to market you. Right. I mean, it was the first time I understood that like things and people were marketable. But I didn't know I was 12. Right. Then. Ford introduced this term to me and my my mom called ambiguous. And I didn't, you know, at 12, didn't understand that. I was like, well, she can be anything depending on how you style her, depending on what you do with her hair, depending on what she's wearing. And, it, and that was the idea of like, okay, you can basically code switch, right? What happened was I would go into jobs and they'd ask, you know, well, first of all, I wasn't ever super tall. So first thing I had to figure out, which took me probably a decade, was that it was going to be beauty. I had to really, that's the niche. Before we knew the, you know, use the word niche in our everyday lives, right? That was it. I needed to niche down because the truth of the matter is I was never going to do a Gucci campaign because I was never going to walk the runway. That's the way it used to be. You'd have to walk the runway. You'd walk the runway to be potentially, 
like considered for a, a fashion campaign, a major like designer. Like it was design a disqualifier house. if you weren't a certain height right it, off right, the bat. Right off the bat. And I was like in New York City with the heels, changing them, walking in my sneakers to a casting, then get in the corner of the street, changing my shoes, putting on like seven, seven inch heels and walking in and being like, I'm seven, five and a half. And I'm like, I'm sorry, five, I'm five, seven and a half. And I'm like, five, six. So, you know, trying you to sound like every man on the universe lying about oh my that, God, that of, inch and of, a half. Oh, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> Both ways. <laughs> Just give, us a, just give us the inch and a they half, They all Lauren. lie. If it's, if it's a six-incher, they'll, you, they'll is, say it's a seven-incher. Are you incher. saying women don't lie about anything, Lauren? We're no, open this I'm can just of worms saying here? men do tend to lie about their dick size and their height. All the time. It's a lie. When is the last time you've heard a guy say you have good looks? I did measure your penis once, so I can I can vouch yeah, we for went, you. We went all the way down yeah. from the asshole up there. So. <laughs> We did not. We got to get the full. Oh, okay, get all, that's like, the dark side. That's what's called the dark start side. Start the knee and go. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Where was I? And then I started to see that, oh, people wanted to like box you and put you in a place. And that really kind of irritated me because I knew I started to understand that like, oh, well, when I wore my hair curly, I looked more one way. And when I wore my hair straight, I looked more like a different way. There were times when. I had brown contacts or they'd shoot me and they would digitally like retouch my eyes to make them brown. Oh, that's insane. To um, me. Insane, right? Well, and I was a little girl. Because like, I mean, like, you have such unique eyes, right? Thank it's like, you. why would, okay. But who knows, you know, who knows what the, the rhyme or reason was then. And then I think as a woman, as I've gotten older, I, I, and we were talking about this before, like I just feel like women are constantly like trying, like people are constantly trying to put women in these boxes. Like, oh, she does that, that one thing. And I'm like, well, actually that's something that I did. And I, I, maybe I still do it, but I also do like five, six other things. You want to talk about that? No, no, no. We just want to talk about like this one. Okay, cool. But like, you're trying to put me in a box or when they're like, oh, we really want you to come on and talk about like age. And I'm like, why, why? Why is it? Why? Why is age so important? I don't want to talk about age. Why? Because so then you can tell me I'm too young for something or I'm too old for something. Because I always looked really young, and it was always like, okay, go out there and like, they think you're this. No, like, just tell me what the character is. Tell me, and I've got it. But I don't want to talk about like how old a woman is and why she's too young or too old to do something. Because it's about experience. It's about what you've been through. You can be 22 and have had a crazy life and have some real experience. You're not going to know everything, of course, but there's still experience to pull from. And so I think now, especially in, you know, it's gotten better, but in beauty, I'm starting to see it again. They're like, well, how does she feel about talking about like, and I'm like, hmm, yeah, no, I, I don't, I, I don't want to be put in a box. It's so weird that you're talking about this because I was telling you off air, I'm launching a merch collection called Obnoxious. And I called it Obnoxious because I think that people like they think that you can't simultaneously love pink and have implants and have blonde hair and love self-care, but also be a fucking boss in the boardroom and be well-read and be driven and ambitious and be an, an incredible wife and partner. Like we have to like have these conversations because it's OK to be multifaceted. And I actually think it's way more interesting to not fit in the box. Well, and to your absolutely. point, they do it more to women. I see it with my wife. Like, you know, if I say I have a nanny, nobody says anything to me, right? Mm -hmm. they don't, it's not even a, a thing. They if don't even she, ask him. If she yeah. says it, it's a whole like, And we work the same. No, but, I know. I know. Yeah. Absolutely. It's only us. And by the way, this is, this is exactly why I launched MADE because 
I was going in and I was talking to these, you know, the first people who kind of approached me in the digital space were like kind of uh, YouTube execs sort of, right? And I was like, well, yeah, I make my kids baby food and yeah, I'm really into wellness and, you know, gut health and clean beauty and sustainability, but like I still wear red lipstick, YSL, like, you know, jeans and black leather outfit. Like I can be your hot chick and still make almond milk fresh. I don't need to be like in a flowy dress on the top of Topanga, like chanting all the time. And also so like it, you can want to know what's in your kid's toothpaste and be like, holistic about it and, and granola. Yeah. And I'm like, crunchy is no longer like looks like what you expect. Like let's, and this was, gosh, this was 20, 2017, 2018 when I launched the platform. And I was like, let's like change this conversation. And that's really what it was. I, I became a mom. I started to look into things in a different way for my kid. And I was like, no, I don't see anybody like me. I don't identify with any of the visuals or the people or the influencers that I see on social media or in websites or blogs. And I was like, I do those things, but I'm not like in a floral dress, <laughs> barefoot, just only meditating all day. That's not, that's just one version of it. I'm it's like, very that's not parallel me. though to your modeling days. Yes. It's, it's makes sense to me that you would have this epiphany later on in life about something else because it sounds like you had the epiphany when you were 12, but you didn't know how to articulate, articulate it or yeah. communicate it. And now you're older and you can look back and you have the foresight and you can see, oh, this is what they're trying to do to me. Yeah. So first, before you get in to your kids and your home birth and your career. I want to just know before then, when you decided to to go act in LA, what were you working on? And then I would love to know why you decided to move on from acting. So initially I moved from New York to LA with a soap opera called All My Children. What's that? <laughs> I mean, that's only like the biggest soap opera there is, right? How, wait, hold on. How 42 you, years on air, uh, 40, 42 years on air, 41 of them were, of those years were in New York. So when they left New York was a huge deal. And also just if you're unfamiliar with soap operas, I know you know that one, but people like I have a friend that has watched every single episode of All My Children for the last like whatever it is. It's it's interesting because for me, I always look at it like the first version of social media because you know how those stories work, the stories. So, okay, so I got my role. <laughs> I played a prostitute who with a heart of gold. <laughs> Multifaceted, there bitches. There we go, right? <laughs> um, on all my children. And everything's about fan letters. So the more fan letters you get, the more they, the writers write for you. So how it's do kind they know? Of like, oh, they count them. The oh, because they come into the them. studio or they yeah. come in, but it, okay. uh -huh. Yeah. And you have fan events and it's kind of like your, it was the beginning of like, for me, followers. Because when Twitter launched, I was the one in ABC going, guys, everybody get on Twitter because this is going to, this is what, I didn't understand what social media was, but I was like, this is what's going to happen because people are starting, I was the first one. So it was like, soap opera fans are following me. Like, as soon as you know it, this is going to be how they quantify how much they write for us, how much they, Every episode they write for you, the more you get paid.
the other day we had someone working on our house and they walked in and they said, what does Los Angeles smell like? And I said, we'll take a whiff because it smells like delicious bouginess because I have my homesick candles going in the house. These candles are all over Instagram. Homesick is a home fragrance and lifestyle brand with one simple goal, to bring joy to your home with scents that bring you closer to the people, places, and moments that matter most. So we have the Los Angeles candle in our house burning right now. These candles are absolutely amazing because they're not overpowering and they're also made from natural soy wax. I really like a soy wax candle. That's always important to me when I'm buying my candles. They also have premium cotton wicks and custom fragrance oils. So a lot of these wicks are actually like giving off a bunch of chemicals, which is super nasty. And I'm very much about a candle company that has premium cotton wicks. They have one called Beach Cottage. It smells delicious. I have to tell you though, my personal favorite is Los Angeles. It smells delicious. And it kind of reminds me of when we lived in Los Angeles. It brings a little Los Angelesness to Austin, which I love. Each of their candles on their site really capture the scent of the place and the memory it represents. They even have a New York one. That's one of their bestsellers. Like it has notes of Central Park and department stores. Absolutely amazing. Makes an incredible gift and you can even add personalization. You should also know that there's a 60 to 80 hour burn time, which we love. You can use code skinny for 20% off all orders of $75 or more at homesick.com slash skinny. That's homesick.com slash skinny. Use code skinny for 20% off. I have to ask this. Is the prostitute with the heart of gold <laughs> getting letters from jail with like guys Everything. semen in it? No, no, there was no Jesus semen. Thank Christ, God. Lord. Well, that's the, no. they, the guys from jail say, get excited. I have to say, I, I, there are were guys from jail. Yeah, but well, because they're watching the soap opera. But, yeah. there, but there was no, there was no semen. Thankfully, so get creative. And actually, Lord, you have a dirty and actually, mind. Actually, I'm really surprised there were no dick pics at all. And I, I honestly keep a pretty clean DM track now. I don't get those anymore. You know what I say, right? So when I was on TV, everyone, you know, my 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 community was like 50-50, right? So 50% men, 50% women. And they're like, they hung around for like the boyfriends. They hung around when I got engaged. They hung around when I got married. They even hung around when I got pregnant. But as soon as I started talking about like how to heal cracked nipples, they were out. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, my, audi- I, all, my audience went from like no men to all women. I keep a clean, pretty clean DM track as well. Like there's no, there's no slip ups there either. Yeah, so I came with all my children. I was kicking and screaming. I was like, I I can't go live in L.A. Like, I'm so New York. And my manager um, at the time said, all my children's going to pay. ABC is going to pay for you to move. And soap operas pay well, right? Yeah. Yeah. And but they're going to move you. They're going to pay for your move. They're going to pay for your first three rents. They're going to give you a like a chunk of money in the beginning to move your life there. And not everybody received that offer from, you know, this show. Are you and he knew like he knew my heart so well because he'd been with me forever. He goes, you know, there's like some girl in middle America who's like, if I wait enough tables and I save a thousand dollars, I can go to L.A. and go to Hollywood Love and be an actress. Manager. And he and and he totally I was like, <laughs> damn, I can't do that. There's some I can't blow this opportunity. So lo and behold, moved myself to L.A. And then every time I had like a Thursday, Friday attached to a weekend, I was out. I was back in New York. I was in the clubs. I was like partying with my friends. I was back flying back and forth. And then after about a year, I started to find my place, my people where I got, you know, where I did yoga, where I got my juices. 
started to find my little vibe and community there and it started to settle down a little bit. And then that was supposed to be my Samantha summer. Where you fucked whoever you wanted. Yes, because... I didn't have a real Samantha summer. I didn't get it. I I met my husband. He totally screwed it up. (laughs) You screwed mine up too. Samantha from Sex and the City fucks whoever she wants and doesn't give a damn what anyone thinks. I didn't get a oh, Samantha. So I didn't like, get it. I had a Samantha Summer, but like, for like yeah, I'm you had sure. Like, no, you had like six. You, six you, years you guys were living Samantha Summers your whole life. That was the whole thing, and I had been like relationship after relationship. And I'm gonna start I'd, calling it now. Or, or I'd have a break, but I, I'd never were. Ju- I was never just frivolous with sex, like just enjoying sex for what it was. And I was like, fuck this. I just got out of this crazy relationship. And I was like, this is going to be my Samantha summer. We're just, I'm just going to go out. Like I was telling my girlfriends, we're just going to go out and fucking party hard and like travel. And when we're not working, be weekends places and just like, fuck it, fuck safely, but have fun. And then literally like three weeks later, I met my husband. How'd you meet him? (laughs) Casting. He's a director. He's a director. (laughs) Oh, scandalous. Scandalous. I asked him out though. Oh. Yes. Wait. Yeah. So is he and a director I was, and for I was, all my children? No. no. Oh, no. No, 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 no. My husband is actually pretty good at what he does. He directs commercials and film. And he's done a lot of, you'd know a lot of videos that he did because he came up from the music video era. So Give us one that we're like that. Oh, my God. I don't know. 17 Rihanna videos, Killers, Lana Del Rey. I don't, he's done everybody. Beyonce, Jay-Z. Run this town, Kanye, who Eminem, you name it, he's done who? it. Who? <laughs> yeah, geez. Or let's see. Do you ever That's see awesome. the Apple commercial where Taylor Swift falls on the treadmill? Yes. Okay. He's done he wrote and produced and did Very that. talented. Like, so he's yeah. So and he's hot. So I was he <laughs> for that job, I was actually a stripper. <laughs> Prostitute stripper Samantha Summer. Samantha Summer. Pole. I did pole dancing for like two years. Best workout ever, by the way. You ever do it? Do you want to try it on the Devo late right now? No, I don't that, think that I'm. That, I can't, can't pull hold anything. me. That I can't, can't hold what me. What am I gonna? But pull? Did you ever? Did you ever try it? No. Do I need to try it after the baby? I mean, I can get down on, on no, a strip no. pole. I think. No, no, I need no. To take I'm talking. Classes. I'm talking about like flips and twirls right. and like, like rubbing like, my vagina up and down the thing. Like. I mean, I feel like I could fuck with the pole. Like I'm, I no, I, yeah, like, I'm no. like like spins at the top and no, like I'm not yeah, doing like spins yeah. At the you top. can. It's like it, by the way, it's the most incredible workout. I did it for two years and I had abs of steel. Okay, well, why don't you teach me how to do that next time I'm visiting <laughs> visiting you your come? area? Yeah, will you come? Yeah. Okay, come to my house. We've got I've got a pole. Well, it's been in it's been in hiding, but now we're moving to a new house where I'm like, okay, so the poles coming back because we got do more I need space. a strip pole in the bedroom did they make it in wood with like a light white tone listen you don't want splinters oh. no that's true. Oh, that's and true. you don't want it in the bedroom yeah. it's not for him it's for you oh what's uh, not for him so sorry uh, 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 you make <laughs> you can come in like on your yeah. birthday or you know you know what <laughs> but it's for you i'd like a strip pole. it's for you and there is such a freedom and like feeling yourself dancing to they just think about how you feel when no one's watching and you're dancing to like that sexy song and kind of letting Nothing's that happening right now so what i think it's gonna happen is after i get this baby weight off it's over for everyone i'm getting a fucking strip hole in my room Let's Michael, do it. watch we'll out it's right not for you room. it's for me it's for you okay so are you sliding down the strip hole when so you meet now your husband? So, so now i meet my husband i'm like he <laughs> he walks in late for our meeting 
And I look at him and I go, oh my God, like that's my future ex-husband, which is a joke because I'm never getting married. Like never. The day I got married, we were literally walking down the aisle. My six girlfriends turned around and were like, oh my God, you're really doing it. I was like, I know. I've been planning for a year and a half. Let's go. Future ex-husband, I'm into that. Yeah. So I'm like, that's my future ex-husband. And actually he turned, when I walked away, he said that he talked away, turned around to Jonas, who's one of his best friends at the time and worked with him and was like, I can tell my mom is telling me to pay attention to her. And it was like right away. And then I got really nervous and broke up with him. And so it was like, I broke, but we did the job. So we did the job. He had no idea how good on the poll I was. <laughs> You're fucking good on the poll. Oh, can you do an Instagram oh story my on God. this? I got to get it up again. He had no idea how good I was. I think that definitely helped. And, you know, he was into, he tattoos and motorcycles. And I was like, oh my God, he's like, so me. So I'm like, you want to go jump out of an airplane? <laughs> you want to go skydiving? And he's like, yeah, no, I don't go that far. <laughs> no, 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 how about dinner? And I was like, cool, as long as it's like not a date. And he was like, okay, it's like not a date. It's like a, a non-date date. So we go out and actually I meet him at his house, which is in Venice where we currently live. We're moving, but he owned this piece of land before we were together. And he goes, do you want to see, like we're on bicycles going to like tasting kitchen for drinks. And he's like, do you, I want to show you something cool. And I'm like, what? And he's like, oh, this property behind like this like gate. And I'm like, well, are, we got to go get drinks. Why? And he's like, you never know. Like you might live here one day. And I was like, dude, I'm not fucking you on the first night. Like it's not happening. Relax. That's where we ended up living, having kids, building a house. Like our life was like shh, right away. So he had already bought the property. He owned, the, yeah, he owned the land, and there was nothing on it. There was the old structures. Yeah, he was still dealing with the legality of getting people out. Like he bought the land, and there were still people staying and stuff like that. You guys need a strip pole when you walk into your house as a homage to <laughs> how you met. This is an essential. Why didn't you build the strip pole? Get him on that right now. So we built our house out of hand poured lath and plaster. It's a whole nother. It's a designer conversation. There's no drywall. What does that mean? There's no drywall. But what? I don't get what that means. I have to show you the house. It's like it, my house looks like, I don't know, you're like you're in Italy. Like there's it's all like it's like a looks like concrete, but it's not. It's like a better version of concrete and there's no drywall. You're going to have to show me that yeah, because I have to my show friend Weston Mitchell might have an orgasm over that. He, he This sounds he like design. something he would love. Okay. It sounds super interesting. Yeah. So, so we love design. Can we get Italian strip pole? In yeah. <laughs> in the new house. Yeah. Definitely. So as you guys started growing your careers, you decide that you don't want to act anymore. How does that work? So we met, you know, we're like, you know, and then I booked a television. Then I booked a television show out in Atlanta called Single Ladies. I was like, listen, I got to go do this TV show. I'm going to be living in Atlanta for six months out of the year. I did that. And if you want to like still be with me, you've got to like come every weekend. (laughs) And that's the only way this is going to work. And he did. I did that for two years. And after the first year he proposed, we went to Greece. He proposed. He asked my grandfather for my hand in marriage. Really, really romantic and, and old school like we are. And then I went back out for another season. And when I came back, we were moving into the house that we had just built, the one I was telling about. And I was pregnant. And it was a perfect reason to leave that show because it was very chaotic over there and the energy. Like I came into the show like, oh my God, this is going to be so cool. The show was about, it was a, it was like a sex in the city type show. And I was the Carrie Bradshaw character. 
So fashion. How, how long did you do this? I did it for two years. Okay. So like, you know, vintage Chanel and Louboutins and I was making out with guys every other day, new actors coming in and my character was always in love and in a sex scene all the time. And that's when I, I really didn't, this was just about the time like my idea on health and wellness was really starting to change because I was like exercising to be like skinny and fit on TV. And that was my idea of like, oh, I'm into health and wellness. Then the next year I got pregnant and I was like, okay, the sh- things on like the, what was happening on the show, the interpersonal stuff was just not working out. It was not like, hey, we're best friends and we do this show. It was too crazy. And I left. I didn't know I was going to stop acting. I was going to have this baby and go right back on set until I had the baby and was like, so who takes care of the baby? I wondered that too. I was like, wait, wait, what happens? Right? <laughs> like no one's like, I, I don't know. No one came to me and said, are you, are we you had prepping? no plan either? You don't remember that. We had no plan. Like there was zero, like we, I mean, we did have a night nurse, but after no, I that, had a doula. I had and a doula then I was too. like, what do you do? And then what happens? And, <laughs> All my family lived in New York and I always lived like I grew up. My mom had me, but my grandmother was around. My aunts were around and like everyone kind of helped out. I had this baby and Anthony was like, so I've got to go do this job in Croatia for Nike. And I was like, oh, so it's just me and her. (laughs) And um, and then I spent about, I guess, a year and a half being a fully full, full stay at home mom. In that process, I was talking about my journey and how I understood that health and wellness was not about being in the gym and not about how many hours you could crush it. It was about rest. It was about taking time for yourself. It was about giving yourself, being kind to yourself and and giving yourself a break and just like listening to your body. And I really understood that like it, it wasn't go hard or go home. It was go home and rest your ass. <laughs> you forgot something. What? Your husband delivered your baby in your home. Oh, yeah. That's that's a that's a big No, I'm gonna say it right yeah. now. I'm not equipped, Lauren. I'm not equipped. Hold on. I we got you. We can walk yeah, you through this. Let's walk him through it. Well, first of all, did you know that you wanted to have a home birth? Yes. Yes. We were having a home birth from the very beginning. Okay, okay. so he was like on board and he was he knew it was coming. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. what are we doing with the plaster in the house? Are we making sure nothing's <laughs> touching it? Because that is giving me anxiety even thinking about that it. That was honestly giving him a little anxiety in the beginning yeah. too. But the midwives were like, it's all good. We come in, we like plastic bag things. And I have um, in this house a, a Roman bathtub. So, you know, the bathtub is like deep in the floor. So I'd you, love like, a Roman bathtub if you're wondering. In. My birthday's yeah. coming up. Go ahead. Let's do it. Yeah, go ahead. So I labored in there. But hold on. Your water breaks. No, my water didn't break. So you just went into labor? Yeah, I was 12 days past due with both kids. Wait, <laughs> wait. So this is what I don't get. Yeah. You're 12 days past due and all of a sudden you start laboring. Why didn't the midwives get there in time? So good question. That's why the first midwives didn't deliver the second baby. Yeah, because that's they were far. Tra- they should have been like at the they door. Were, they were far. So we're in Venice. They were in Eagle Rock, but they were who I chose and, and who came heavily like, you know, recommended And there was no, you know, first baby, everyone tells you it takes time. You're going to labor. How many hours of labor were you in? Like a hundred. I don't like a long time. Like a long time. I had two hours front to back. Wait. So, so you, so So nobody started having contractions. So it was 12 days overdue. Okay. Okay. And then I was like, oh, hmm, that feels funny. 
And my dog was the real key. I looked over to my Weimaran at the time and he was like doing backflips. And I was like, oh, I think this baby's coming because he's acting so weird. And I'm like, let me try and lay down. So Anthony's like, yeah, just try and lay down on your side. I'll be right here. And the next thing you know, I was like, whoa, nope, nope, nope. In the shower. And I was in the shower and then I was in the tub and then I was on the bed. And you're call- you oh, no. called the midwives. We tried in the bed. We called the midwives. Midwives are on their way. My mom is there. My doula is there. I'm like, I can't do this. We got to go to the hospital. And my mom being exactly going back to who she was before was like, no, no, no. All in the beginning, she was thought I was crazy. Like, you're going to have a home birth. That's you can't do that. I'm like, yeah, no, people do that. It's if your baby's fine. If you're fine, you can do it. It's legal and safe. Like, okay, And then watch me like do everything for that whole 10 months, whatever it is. Right meditation, sound healing, yoga three times a week, Pilates four times a week, soul cycle. I soul cycled all the way till I was like 40 weeks pregnant. That's a lot of pressure on the puss. (laughs) I was like, this baby, I I think that that's why she came out so fast, to be honest with you, because I was like literally in Angela's, like anyone who's soul cycled in LA knows Angela's like 90 minute classes, hardcore. And I was like tapping back all the way till she came out. And um, I was like, mom, I, I looked at her. I was like, I don't know. I don't think I could do this. I think I think I got to go in for the, for the thing. What's the thing they give you, you know, the shot? And my mom was like, no, no, no. You, yeah, that, but I was, I was telling her, like, what's the thing? What's the thing? And she's like, no, 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 no. You wanted this. You've been working for this. You're going to do this. And I was like, shit. shit. I, my mom's not even on my head. Like, I, gotta, I like, went in the shower, like, took some woosah breaths. And then I went in the bathtub. And then you get the feeling. You're like, oh, I think I'd use the bathroom, right? That's exactly how it feels. Oh, yeah. It feels like you have to use the bathroom. I'm like, but like, like you like have now. to go right now. Right now. So, but a bowling ball is coming so out. I get, so I get out, right? And I'm like, okay. And everyone's trying to like take me to the bathroom. But like, I think that I'm going to like poop. So I'm like, dude. In the I, Roman bathtub? Like, you're going to no, no, anxiety. No, 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 no. Okay. In the toilet, girl. Okay. In the okay. toilet. So I get out of the bathtub. <laughs> follow along. So I get out of the bathtub. I go, I walk over to the water closet and I'm like, no, I'll, I'm okay. I can do this on my own. Close the door so that, you know, my doula is like, do you want me to help? He's like, no, 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 I got this. Close the door. And then like, you know, you go to like sit down on the on the toilet, right? And right before I touch the seat, the baby's head goes, doop, doop. Oh, no. shut <laughs> the fuck up. So like I grab my vagina and I'm like, the baby's coming. The baby's coming. I'm, like running around the bathroom. And I like look at the floor and I just lay, my husband was like, you just lay down. And then you were just on the other side. For many of you, you know, I have been on an extreme health journey this last year. Did about 165 days sober, have really been taking my health seriously, eating right, doing peptides, doing NAD, getting my blood work, all of this stuff, getting IVs all the time, just really upping the way that I take care of myself, especially after having our second child. With that, many questions coming in. You know, we've talked about stool samples and blood samples and all of this stuff. What do you do? Where do you get your blood work? And then what do you do with that information? That's why I love this partnership with Inside Tracker. This is where you go to track your blood work, to input all your data, to see what you need to work on. So when it comes to your health and longevity, you hold nothing back. You understand what it means to push harder, reach farther, and go the extra mile. This relentless drive runs in your blood. That's why Inside Tracker provides you with a personalized plan to build strength, speed recovery, and optimize your health for the long haul. Created by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics, Inside Tracker analyzes your blood DNA, and fitness tracking data to identify where you're optimized and where you're not. 
You'll get a daily action plan with your personalized guidance on the right exercise, nutrition, and supplementation for your body. And when you connect Inside Tractor with your Fitbit or Garmin, you'll also unlock real-time recovery pro tips after you complete your workout. It's like having your own personal trainer and nutritionist in your pocket. For a limited time, get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just go to insidetracker.com forward slash skinny. That's insidetracker forward slash skinny to get this information. Now, like I said, guys, this is a perfect place to track your data, track your biomarkers, see what you need to work on, see what you're deficient in. And it's the ultimate platform to figure out what you need to do to optimize your health. Enjoy. So you go to sit down on the toilet <laughs> to take a shit. So you think and you're crowning Ring of Fire. Boom. And you're not Ring of Fire yet. She just kind of slipped out because you don't know what Ring of Fire is until you're at Ring of Fire, by the way. So but did you even have pain with your with your labor because it's so quick? No, I, I felt like I was hit by a Mack truck. OK, so it, was it really hurt. But then your husband tells you to lay on the ground. No, he said I just like I looked over. I was like I came out. I was like holding myself and I, hold, I was like the baby's kid. The baby's coming. The baby's coming freaking out. And I like kind of looked around the bathroom. And the next thing you know, he's like, you just laid on the floor and we're like two, two, three pushes and boom. She's it here. is primal, though. That's you just went into straight. Yeah, he was like, you're mode. on the other side. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I've never I've never seen you so clear and I've never been so much in love with you and so fucking frightened of you at the same time as I was in those moments. So who catches the baby? So he caught the baby. So uh, while this is like I'm laying on. The, so while I'm laying on the floor, he's walking around with a camera because, you know, my husband's a photographer too. So he's like oh, walking God. directing. He's like, wait, wait no, light. totally. To oh, my God. Totally. He's worried about the light that you you know him. OK, so uh, he's like, so gosh, I don't remember her name, but the midwife's on the phone. And I'm like, OK, give me the phone. She's like, hi, babe. Don't worry. I'm right here. I'm like, OK, great. Mom, go to open the door. She's right here. And she's like, well, I'm on Lincoln. There's a little bit of traffic and like chucked the cell phone across the way and it was on. And thankfully, so my husband um, went through several classes with me the first pregnancy. You know, you've done them, right? No, he didn't. He didn't no, do one. You didn't no, do one? Did, no, no you classes. sat with Andre. He sat with my no, doula. No, I did. I with the doula. I did. You forget. I did all the stuff for the first one. This time I haven't because I've already been through No, it. no. Yeah. We've already been through it. I love that you're not a director that doesn't tell me where the light is though, but go on. Yeah, yeah. well, I have other, uh, you know. <laughs> you have, there's other, there's other things, right? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. We just uh, so Lennox was born in call. She was she came out in her amniotic sac. What does that mean? Do you know how they're in the bubble of water? Yeah, she came out in the bubble of water. In the bubble. Of water. Hold on, hold on. Do they? I don't know much. What about you got to do? You got to pop it. Typically, yeah. How does that normally? Typically, come out? if you're in the hospital, they'll handle it. Some babies pop on their own. Lennox popped on her own. She went like this, and her eyes were bright blue open eyes was not crying and just went here and like she's like a, she's to this day she's like a movie like she's not because she's my kid she came from somewhere else I can not take any credit for who she is she sounds like a crystal child she, she she's an Aquarius like she's just like so Zaza. yeah it's just like uh, they are I mean Intuitive. the stuff that she says to me is mind-blowing and she's been like this since birth like that's why I named her Lennox like she came out with her two fists up in the air and was looking at me when's her he, birthday two two too. My husband put her on my chest and she went right. She crawled like the movie shows. He's like, that was not my son at all. My son was the opposite, but also born at home. So when we went to have my, my son four years later, I guess, new team. <laughs> and everybody was really sensitive to what happened the first go around. I didn't realize until we started interviewing 
midwives and doulas for, for Dries, my son, how affected my husband was with the first. Like I just, for we'd been, yeah. te- we'd been telling the story. He is post-traumatic. We'd been telling the story. It's a joke. It's super fun. Like people love to hear the story. It's great. He's it's a, and no, he's been the whole time. I don't, I don't, oh. maybe he didn't even know. But then all of a sudden we're like sitting in, um, do you know Erica Chidi? No, but that sounds familiar. Erica Cheetah. She's oh, she's yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, from yeah, 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 yeah. You, I don't know if you guys yeah, have ever. So she was my so she was my doula with Dries. And she after our meeting, our first meeting, because he was meeting her for the first time, and I know from she goes, you know, there's some like he was he's he's a little bit traumatized by it. like Well, he's used to directing Taylor Swift coming off the treadmill, <laughs> not uh not because, baby coming out. Not necessarily from like Cause he's not like squirmish or th- there would have been no, there would have like, I could have not told my husband to sit back behind me. You can't see anything. That's not who he is. He's in there. But the fact of like, and I was like, really? I don't think so. She's like, imagine he must've been nervous. It was all on him. Like this is still, it's a lot. It's he a has lot. no idea what he's doing. No idea what he's doing. Like you feel like you know what you're doing. Cause you're also, t- yeah. you're also like from hormones and physical, like you're going through this physical motion that makes you like a beast. Like when it's very, anim- this way, right? but like, so your mind and your body are talking to each other, but he's like, he's walking around every day. Like, Oh my God, I'm like going to deliver this baby. I wasn't prepared to, to do. Right. But thankfully Dr. Berlin had us do like, love do you know him. Berlin? Yes. Oh, he's been day. on this podcast twice. I think. Oh my God. I love him. Love him. Love him. Love him. He's been through both births with me and he didn't make it in for Lennox's because he waited out. He waited outside for like two hours. He's like, they must be having the baby because no one's answered the phone or the door. He would have helped too. And he, well, <sighs> with Dries, he wasn't with, when Dries was born, he was total um, giving me massage the whole time. He's amazing. He's amazing. The second, so Lennox was two hours front to back and Dries was 54 minutes and my water broke. So, on that one. And your water, how did the, the midwife get to your house in 56 minutes? She was there right away. So she, so what happened was Erica had her, her business partner lived in Venice and so the last couple of weeks, because I was again twelve days past exactly both of them twelve days. Please past don't two. tell me that right now. No, you Please want to. Don't were you past two with your first? Yeah. How many? Two weeks. Oh yeah. Don't tell me that. You're. you're oh, shit. I'm so sorry. The second you're, one you were mad at me right now. The second me. one you were two. Exactly twelve days to both of them, and I, I no one. But that's the thing. Like no one can expect that. But half the time, you know what I told Michael this morning, being a few weeks out is like someone telling you. Hey, you have the stomach flu today, but it's going to go away in three weeks and you're going to vomit and shit your pants and have a fever, but it's only three weeks. Yeah, no, that's And you're cool. like, yeah, no, no. that feels like forever. It feels like forever. It's forever. The end is forever. I get it. I know. Oh my know. God. And you're telling me you went okay. over 12 days with the second one. Okay. So the second one, was it more seamless? The second one was everything was just faster. I was shocked because I didn't know what a water break was and like what it felt like. And you know, when they're like, it's not like the movies. It was like the movies. I don't know what my life. everywhere. Yeah. So I laid down. I was like laying down in bed. I was like, I better like get like prep an Instagram post for it was like, no, totally. Because it was maids one year anniversary. My son was born on my business's one year anniversary. Got it. So I was like, in case he comes in the next couple of days, like, I'll just have feed. it up. Like, plan yeah. my feed. Uh-huh. I was like sitting there coloring my, you know, making my cohesive. That's when we really cared about our cohesive feeds. And my husband's like passed out snoring. And then all of a sudden just like, boom, boom. And I was like, what was that? Like, what was that sound? What was that feeling? And the next thing you know, we're in a waterbed. And so I wake up my husband. I'm like, hey, hey, I I think my water broke. And he's like, okay. (laughs) 
And I'm like, no, 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 get up, get up. Like my water broke, it's a lot of water. It's going everywhere on the bed. Like, and we have like a suede, uh, like a velvet, excuse me, a vel- crushed velvet. She's anxiety oh, right no, now. You're so much anxiety. This house, I'm like, what, is the house okay? Blue crushed velvet, okay? He gets up and like call it, just like, you know, you just put the towel down. He's like, it's okay, we just put a towel down. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I flick on the light. I'm like, dude, and there's water everywhere. He's like, holy shit. Yeah, this isn't like, this is not, his cum. <laughs> like, this, is, this, is, this isn't like we can just wipe no, it up and pretend is, like there's no it's mess. It's not like, oh, it's okay. You've got your period, it's yeah. okay. We just put a little towel yeah. down. No, it's not like that at all. And so Erica had been staying in Venice at her business partner's place, thankfully so. And so she was at my house within three minutes and everybody was really prepped to come fast because your my first was so fast. You don't say. I think that you were probably like, everyone, it's time now. Yeah. Your husband was probably like, uh, I gotta go uh, like, I get I a candy bar. <laughs> I'm not, do- I'm not, do- I'm not doing this outside. one. Not doing this one again. So is your first gonna be part of, is that gonna be part of like this? I have didn't you decided? even think about that until you just said that. Really? I don't know that uh, you're allowed to have more than one person at the hospital right is it now. Because yeah. of COVID yeah. still? Yeah. Well, <sighs> yeah. What, even here? What is that like? There's COVID here? It's I Texas. Yeah, it's I There's no COVID here. What? Yeah, COVID who? I don't know <laughs> if... if Well, we're in a different... How, but I don't know how Zaza would respond if she saw me giving birth. I can't think of that. Are you really like... Are you really 40 so far? Right now? Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm 38. No, oh. I'm 36. I'm 36. I think you, I, I, I'm 36 right now. I think I'm going to deliver at 38. You, That's what, you, <laughs> go ahead, girl. Go ahead. Put it out in the universe. Manifest that shit. Manifest Wait, yeah, it. I'm 36 weeks right now. And okay. I think I'm going to deliver at 38. You could have time if you wanted to start thinking about including her. So what I did was I first showed Lennox. How old is she again? But how old was Lennox? Three. Five? Three. Oh, three. She's three, two. Three, three, three and a half. So I first started showing her videos of animals giving birth. Did it scare her? No. It's natural. It's natural. Yeah. Right. And then after like, I don't know, 10 videos of animals giving birth, then I showed her videos of women giving birth, like easy, showing her that there's going to be screaming and there's going to be blood. And, and I she said, was fine. And she was like asking a lot of questions. And, and then I said, so when it's time, we'll... It could happen at night. Lennox happened during the day. So it could happen at any time. You can be part of it or you cannot be part of it. It's totally up to you. We will ask you and you will decide at the moment. And she was, I got to be there. 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 So now it's one something in the morning and I can feel like I have the, oh, I was like, oh, I got to use the bathroom. (laughs) That baby's here already. And I'm like, mom, go wake up Lennox. And she's like, are you sure? I was like, she'll kill me if you don't wake her up. She wakes Lennox is in it. She cut the umbilical cord with Anthony. Oh, At cute. three? Three and a half. That is amazing. Oh. She cut the umbilical with cord? Her, with her dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. She was like, why is this so, why is this baby so white? Because it's like all the ver- the vernix. <laughs> by the way, by the way, Dries had so much vernix on him. I was literally like this. What is vernix? Why don't I know? Is that it's good for you? Oh, the, it's white it's the white Wait, stuff. Wait, do I need to put that on my face? Yes, afterwards? and don't wash the baby. Wait, Lauren, can you, you put that in your products? Zaza no. had that. <laughs> a vernix serum? You take the vernix. <laughs> it's like literally Wait, like uh, off his butt, like putting it I'm on my eyes. Use, I'm going to take it. How did I not know that? Zaza had it. 
But we didn't give her a bath yeah. after, so that's, that's what you why. want to sink in. And that's what that's why, because that's really good for the I'll skin. give you some facial massage with Vernix. When yeah, it's when just like the next pull out I, need the, some, I need some help. Pull out the glass. <laughs> you, you look Vernix. great. What do you mean? You. Yeah, yeah, he looks so okay. Listen, nobody I could use a little Vernix though. Lauren, don't be don't be, you know, stingy. Okay, so 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 take the Vernix. Hopefully I'm saying it right. But you know what it meant. Okay. The white Everyone's stuff. screaming at the head their mics right now, yelling yeah, at the I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm in there. Everyone's gonna be in my DMs. Just like side note, I can't believe that your three and a half year old was like it was almost natural for her to see a birth it sounds like for whatever reason i don't know what happened maybe we just got super interested in it or maybe just we're hot out here in texas we've been talking so much about hydration mineralization how to stay hydrated how talking about how so many of us are running around all day dehydrated some of the signs you're dehydrated are you know your skin's not looking great you have bad breath you're not performing you're fatigued which is why i love this partnership with element so here's how Lauren and I use it. When I know I'm about to go into a strenuous activity where I'm going to be sweating, where I'm going to be losing a lot of the hydration that's in my body, I take an element and I pop it into whatever drink I'm drinking, whether that's a water or a fitness drink, whatever. I just take one of these packets and I dump it in. Especially for me, I go in the sauna a lot now. So if I'm in the sauna, I bring an element actually into the sauna with me in my water with ice and I use it to hydrate. When I'm going to do a heavy workout, I put this electrolyte mix in there as well and it gives me a much better workout. You're going to be drinking water anyway. You're going to be hydrating. So once or twice throughout the day, I think it benefits everybody to get some element and put it into the beverage that they're drinking so that they can hydrate even better. So what is Element? Element is a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need, nothing you don't. That means a lot of salt with no sugar. It contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio of 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium. Again, we keep talking about how important these elements are in our bodies. We've just done an episode on it, so all of you that listen regularly know. And I love this one because it's got no BS, no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no filler, no BS. It's really formulated for the people that want to perform, that want to stay hydrated more, that want to just feel better. And of course, right now, Element is offering our listeners a free sample pack with any order. That's eight single serving packets free with any Element order. That is a great way to try all eight flavors or shell Element with a salty friend. Get yours at drinklmnt.com slash skinny. This deal is only available through our link. You must go to drinklmnt.com slash skinny. Element also offers a no questions asked refunds, totally risk-free. If you don't like it, share it with a salty friend and they will give your money back. No questions asked. You have nothing to lose, guys. And I'm telling you, this will change your life. Enjoy. All right. When I moved to Austin, I needed a doctor. And guess what? I have an app. It's free that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. So instead of going to Google and like trying to figure it out and the reviews are fake and like people are boosting things, you can just go to ZocDoc and you can read up on local doctors. You get verified patient reviews. Verified is very important. And you can see what other real humans had to say about their visit. So easy to find a doctor, especially if you're moving somewhere new or if you're already living somewhere and you don't have a doctor. And you also know when you walk into the doctor's office, you're set up to see someone in your network who gets you. I also think like just having the booking intro is so important because they take your insurance, they get what you need, and they can be available when you need to see them. It just takes all the pain points out, which is so nice. All you have to do is go to ZocDoc.com. You choose a time slot and whether you want to see the doctor in person or you can even do a video visit. I love this. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to ZocDoc.com skinny and download ZocDoc app for free. 
Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash skinny. ZocDoc.com slash skinny. All you have to do is go to ZocDoc.com. You choose a time slot and whether you want to see the doctor in person or you can even do a video visit. I love this. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to ZocDoc.com slash skinny and download ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash skinny. ZocDoc.com slash skinny. But it is very natural for right. them to right. see birth because no, before we had hospitals, before we, and thank God for hospitals and thank God for hospital births and they're necessary and they're great. And listen, Everybody, like, I'm a firm believer in your body, your choice, what you want to do, how you want to do it. We all have choices, how you want to eat. There's no one-stop shop. Like, you know, I was vegan for six years. My kids, while my daughter eats meat now after being vegan for six years, her decision, we taught her how to, like, listen to her body and say, hey, you're going to try something. How does it feel? This makes me feel great. Cool. So It now sounds we'll- like you're really good at communicating with your kids. Yeah, because they're, you know, they're just little people. They're not like any lessons. Yes, you have to communicate with them in a, in a way that they can comprehend at their age level. But I don't shy away from, it doesn't mean I tell her inappropriate things, but we don't shy away. We talk about why people are protesting. We talk about racism and sexism and what's happening in the world right now. And she goes to a school that teaches them about identity and that some women, you know, some women identify as male, some males, like we are super open to her because we want her to be, have every, all the tools that are necessary to go out in the world and succeed. And I think that, you know, when you put people in a box, if you're not exposed to everything, then you don't know how to maybe understand it. Or maybe you have a trouble, you have to kind of sit back and figure out how to understand it. Or you have to do work that, you're doing later in life that you could have just been always kind of just carried with you. Like we just try and expose her to everything we try and, and my son as well. And we just really just root in our kids that everything is about like love, understanding things are things that are natural, like things that happen in this world or are part of life. And some things are going to like jar you and some things are going to be scary but remember, like mom and dad are always here and you always have a choice. You can be part of something just kind of like my mom did. Like when I say like, I always came close, almost almost like I touched the fire. But then I was like, I have a choice. I don't have to go all the way in. Like I don't have to go in that trouble, that like scenario. That, that scenario looks like too much trouble. I'm going to see you guys later and I can I have the choice. I can turn around and walk away. It's interesting you bring up these, like, as you were talking about, like, exposing children to just all different walks of life and different experiences in life early on is so important. I was thinking, you know, I grew up and my aunt was a lesbian, right? She And she had, I remember going to her wedding when I was like five or six years old. I think what that experience did to me is for me, it was so natural. It was so normal that I never, it, it was never a strange thing to me. Um, and I'm grateful for that experience because, you know, you, you go through life and you, you you watch maybe some other people that hadn't been exposed to those things, especially then. Right. And it was like yeah. this unnormal, unnatural thing to them. And it's not even necessarily a fault of their own. It's just like their parents they weren't not, exposed. Yeah. Exactly. And they and they also and it also makes them feel uncomfortable or it makes them feel like that person feel like, well, I don't know how to react. I don't know how to say what to say, when to say. And it's like if you had been exposed and had, you know, positive experiences around you, then 
they would you wouldn't even be questioning how to act. There would be nothing. It would just be this is this is life, and this is how we you know really want our kids to be in everything that they do. So we, I mean, my kids come almost everywhere with me. Dries literally like last night. I was like, so mommy's going away for work, and he hasn't seen that, especially because COVID, right? And he's like, well, why can't I come? And I was like, oh, but mommy's gonna get a plane. But we go on planes because we always travel together. Like it's very rare that my kids are not with me and we just kind of expose them to everything. I, I love that. I love bringing the bring. It's like you're coming into our world. Yeah. Like, we're not like all of a sudden right. everybody's tiptoeing. You have the parents who are like, shh, baby sleeping. Well, if you shh when the baby sleeps, guess what? You're going to be shushing forever. No, we're not shushing the baby, the baby needs, sleeps. The baby needs to sleep amongst the chaos, yeah. amongst the noise, amongst where the baby gets used to it. And the baby's been doing that its whole time and gestation. Well, right? To, to no, your sure, point, sure. at some point in life, these kids are going to get exposed to the realities of the world. And if they're not equipped to deal with it and they think it's some un- unnatural thing, then it creates a real challenge for them in the future. I mean, I think it's why you see so many things. It's honestly a lot of the issues we have in the world is based out of ignorance, right? Absolutely. And not stupidity, but ignorance. People mm-hmm. just don't know because they're not exposed, exposed. and haven't educated themselves. I also think too what what that creates is a non-judgmental environment, which is so. And I think it's one of the best tools you can have as you get older is to come from a space of non-judgment and understand everyone's had unique experiences. Very uh, hard to do. Yes, it's very hard to do. Sounds like you're doing a great job, though. What Thank are you. some wellness things that you do with your children that you like could give us a couple tools in your toolbox? I think that you're like, you're so amazing in the wellness space. Like what are mm-hmm. like little things? Like it could be like toothpaste that you use or a snack that you go to. Well, I think everything, like you said before, revolves around conversation and choice. And so what I've learned as a parent is the more your ch- it's kind of like when you're like dealing with your partner, like the more choice you think they're getting, <laughs> the better the win is, right? So allowing our kids to understand why we do things and what their choices are. So food, for example. So both of the kids were raised uh, no meat, no dairy, no gluten. Obviously no processed sugars for the first, I think Dries just had, Dries just had ice cream uh, vegan ice cream for the first time. Oh, so you just on, had white sugar. That's so much work. How did you no, do that? How did you do that? You know what? It oh. wasn't work because that's how we live. At, that's how we are at home. So like what, so are, it's the, not what about, are the foods that you're reaching for with that? With a toddler. It's not exactly about like changing anything at home. If you are living that, that you can't see my thing is like, I can't go and say, well, I'm only going to have like, I'm going to have that vegan dish with a side of salad and like a green juice and then turn around and feed my kid like, I don't know, ocean spray or whatever. I, I, like, I shouldn't say, but like, and, and, and like, you know, feed, you my, your lifestyle feed, feed my kid some, uh, some fast food restaurant chain. Like that, that doesn't work. Right. So I try to explain to our kids, like from the very beginning, we eat a certain way. This is like, what it eat, what it makes, what makes the body feel good. And I explained to Lennox that like, cause she can really understand and she's made choices on her own. Now as an adult, we try and get back to that feeling of being clean. How many, whatever you want to call them, diet cleanses, detoxes, whatever have we done in our life to try and get back to that feeling of being clean. I'm going to take out gluten. I'm going to take out dairy. I'm going to like concern myself with, I'm only focusing on gut health. I'm going to be keto. All those things we do because we're like, gosh, when we do those things, we feel like super enlightened and present. And I want my kids to start that way so that they're not going back. They're making the choice on their own. 
So what are so, like some like specific snacks and and stuff that you could like for me? I'm I'm busy like toddler. What are some specifics? So we do like a lot of cut fruit okay. that your kid can just go in and grab on their own, especially now like you're starting to get at the age three, four, five, like they start to go in and like you have things pre-cut in little glass containers. A lot of fermented foods. Kids love like pickles, a few olives. You know, you want to keep the salt down, but like my daughter loves purple cabbage, sauerkraut. Those are great foods for the gut. What else? We do cookies that are made from like gluten-free oatmeal. My son loves gluten-free oatmeal with like strawberries on top. It's like they only know what you give them. So if you give them Oreos, and I'm not saying your kid should never, ever have an Oreo. I just... Your kids shouldn't have Oreos every single day because why? What what what's the benefit of it? It's not. And you know what gets them? What juice? The juice. I know, but the you. Juice. But I do green juices. My kids love green juices, but I just do apple, right? So it's sweet. You put whatever greens in there, some mango and apple, and they're super happy. Like my kid loves green juice. Both of them, green juice, coconut water. If we're at a birthday party, they'll have like. If we're in a uh, like a, a spot, like in a moment where someone's having a tantrum or we're at a gas station and you get one of those like green, I can't remember, like the applesauce, like that's great. That's not, the, those moments are going to happen, but it's all about what you have in your refrigerator at home. So they're going to eat what they see. And that's pretty much it. Like, it looks like we're going to have to throw away Michael's ice cream after this. What ice cream do you eat? No, I don't even really eat. I'm just kidding. I have he's like, lying. I have like one Jenny, ice cream. Jenny's. Like, no, he's no. Jenny's is great. No, he has no attachment to food. Um, Je- Jenny, I love Jenny's. Jenny's is great. My kid has the the vegan version. The because at the I one in Unrest, I, like I buy like a thing of ice cream. I'll have like four bites and then I won't touch it again for. Oh, no one no wants one to hang out with you yeah. because yeah. no one does that. By no the way, I buy ice cream and I eat the whole container. You're not delivering my baby in two hours at the house either. I don't know about that. Yeah, or directing the light. I don't like a lot of ice cream. No, but seriously, listen, when the when the kids didn't eat, so Lennox now eats meat. She decided last summer that she wanted to try it. And we said, cool, you can try grass fed beef. And she said, I like it. And I like the way it makes me feel. And we said, no problem. You can have it two to three times a week. Wow. You can't, She's intuitive. But she knows what makes her, her body feel good. And one of the best stories ever was right before COVID hit, we went camping. And we, you know, they had the campground, the little store, whatever. And she wanted those. Oh my gosh! You know, they're they're like in plastic. They're ices, and they're like all food otter coloring. Pops? Otter pops? Not otter pops. No, no. This is like what we grew up in. Like twenty five cent plastic pixie uh, sticks. No, I don't know the brand, but it's like, you know, they're fully plastic, artificial coloring, all sugar frozen and they're tall and skinny like a, like a pop. ruler maybe sure i don't know what they're called otter pop yeah that's they're like it's just straight ice with like sugar and yeah. water terrible and like terrible. artificial the flavoring worst. yeah the worst like and nothing i want to give her but she's five so she's fully understands that kids have those so she's like i really want one and i said i really would prefer not to get you that because there's there's no benefit no uh, uh beneficial reason for you to have that like there's no nutrition it's not she says, but I really want to try it. I said, okay, fine. She, cause she was, she was there. I said, here's the deal. You can have it. I'm going to tell you first why I'm going to read you what's in it. I'm going to tell you why, why I wouldn't want to give it to you. So Cute. food coloring, red fat, like all of that. Right. So she, those are things that she is, is used to hearing. Of. Right. She says, I still want to have it. Okay, cool. We're going to check in in 15 minutes, 30 minutes in an hour. So you can check with your body, see how your body feels. 
15 minutes, she was like, I'm fine. She keeps on eating it. 20 minutes later, she's like, oh my God, I'm itching, mama. I'm itching. She's like, this thing is toxic. This reminds me of you when I tell you, hey, maybe you shouldn't eat this banana split at midnight. <laughs> well, listen, I will crush a banana split. You, and then you say, I, oh, oh, I have a headache. This yeah. is, you're literally Lennox with the Otter Pop. <laughs> I'm like a 35-year-old child. And all of a sudden, by the way, she'll never ask to eat that again because she had her own experience with it. So the whole point of my thing is like, you just give the kids, we all eat differently and we all feel like our bodies benefit from, some people are like heavy meat eaters. They feel like they need to eat meat. Some people love, you know, plant-based. Cool, no problem. Just educate your kid and how you eat and why you eat that way and then allow them to follow suit. And then when they want to try something else, encourage them to do so as long as they can figure out, you know, how does that, as long as they are willing to answer those questions. How did that make your body feel? Feels good. Should we eat that again? Great. Did that body make, did that make your body feel crappy? Should we eat that again? No. Great. You've inspired me. You are very inspiring as a mother, a business person. Tell us about what you're working on before you leave. Tell us about all the projects that you have in the works where our audience can find you. Okay, so you can find me on Instagram at Denise Vassi, V-A-S-I. And you can find our site, made, M-A-E-D dot co, C-O. We're in the works. I'm in development on a like little secret project coming in next year. So I'm really excited it's going to be in the beauty space. So yeah, that's what's coming up next. And I can't wait for everybody to finally see it. I'm going to answer like the probably the number one question I get is going to be answered next year. Here's the plan. Your husband directs a commercial of you <laughs> explaining to your daughter what's in the product. <laughs> Oh, while I'm on the pole. While you're on the pole <laughs> and having your next baby. There are no next babies. Okay. <laughs> Shop is, shop is closed, girl. Shop I don't blame you. You can have them for me. No, no. Oh. <laughs> Any surrogates out there? <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for coming Thank on. You. Thank you. Uh, that, I mean, that interview, I could have gone 20 different places. I know. We're like, all over the place. No, you're like, that was so interesting. Thank you for coming on. You guys go follow Denise. Do you want to win some of my favorite beauty products? All you have to do is tell us your favorite part of this episode with Denise on my latest Instagram at Lauren Bostick and make sure you've rated and reviewed the podcast. And on that note, we'll see you next time. What sunscreen do I use on Zaza? This is something that I really researched. I wanted something that was vegan, paraben-free and gluten-free, and that is Sunbum. You've seen this everywhere. It is very, very famous for being an amazing sunscreen brand. I especially like it for babies and kids. So they have like sun care, skin care, hair care, lip care, and baby SPF. I am personally a huge fan of putting those bathing suits on Zaza that have sun protection in them. And then I also like to do sunscreen and a hat on her. Their baby bum sunscreen is for sensitive skin and they're very much about the best ingredients. So it's for delicate, sensitive skin. There's no synthetic fragrances. There's no sulfates. There's none of that shit in this sunscreen. The one that I like is fragrance-free. I wanted to get her the mineral lotion. So they have an SPF 50. It's absolutely incredible. I think you guys will love it. If you're a mom like me who cares about sun protection, I feel like you will love Sunbum. Their motto is to trust the bum. They're a trusted brand and an educational resource. They have an incredible community too. I am all about getting the fuck out of the sun. So if you're looking for a sunscreen, especially to put on your baby or toddler, you have to check them out. Use one-time code SKINNY at checkout for 15% off your purchase at sunbum.com. 
This ends December 31st, 2022. And like I said, the product you want to check out is the Baby Bum. It's fragrance-free. It's SPF 50. It's mineral. It's all the things. Use one-time code SKINNY at checkout for 15% off your purchase at sunbum.com. This ends December 31st, 2022. And like I said, the product you want to check out is the Baby Bum. It's fragrance-free. It's SPF 50. It's mineral. It's all the things. 